Hey, Mugwarts. Welcome to Wormwood and Witches, a podcast all about the strange and unusual. (laughs) Tally and Erica invite witches and weirdos from all backgrounds to the conversation of the mystic and divine. Come fly with us on this journey as we explore ritual, magic, and the peculiar. Hosted by Anchor, you can find us on all of your favorite streaming platforms. You can also find us on Facebook at Wormwood and Witches Podcast or Instagram at Wormwood and Witches. Welcome, Mugwarts. It's Mugwort. <laughs> I already fucked it up. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Welcome, Mugwarts. It's Wormwood and Witches. I'm Erica. This is Tally. And, and sometimes uh, we have our shit together. <laughs> usually we do not. We're going to try though. I've literally only had like not even a real half glass of wine. Yeah, but you're like three feet tall and 50 pounds. So I am a hobbit size. So. <laughs> you are. Uh, I always forget that until we're in person. And I'm like, oh, I'm a monster that could just like swallow you whole. You're like. Two Erica's can fit inside me. Pocket sized. A little bit. It's okay. Um, Everybody's pretty much taller than I am. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used uh, to it. This is our third recording. Well, yeah, this is our third new season, whatever we want to call it, because we don't even know anymore. It might be season three, actually. And I think we accidentally said season two. Um, but we're we're done with the seasons because we can't keep that shit straight. Um, but and this it's is, pointless. It's kind it's of not like it's not like a TV show here where yeah. like you're like have to watch season two before you watch season three. So you Ooh. just get to hear us ramble all the damn time, all the time. <laughs> but we're actually because we recorded the first two episodes over the summer and now it's officially spooky season Mm-mm. October um the, the most wonderful time of the year I know my I'm birthday's so in 15 days at the time of recording mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna be an old ass lady are you gonna know. do anything fun I don't know it's on a Monday and I'm you know in my deep 40s <laughs> like deep almost out so it's like why do you do anything just cry in your pea soup because it's a monday night and you're old one of the fun slasher bars yeah that's true yeah you haven't tried the crypt right no yeah but you're never home on my birthday i'm home on your birthday this year oh really you home on your birthday that's a better question (laughs) i am home on my birthday this year yes well that's good well we could either go out on your actual birthday or do like a Saturday night. Yeah. So, because I'm Sunday. pretty sure I have to leave for the field the day after my birthday, but we won't talk about that. Tired. A really working bitch. So, um, yeah, but we've had a fun summer and I don't know. I mean, like, we haven't like, really talked about it. I had so many things I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about it when we actually like record, record, record. And, and now I don't. Allie and I have discussed how we have basically early onset dementia. We must. And have forgotten all of these things. All of them. Like, for real. I don't, 
remember anything except for uh, a book that I got over the weekend. <laughs> and I was like, I had all these other things to talk about and I have no, no clue. Like, no, don't even remember what they were. I don't even know if I'm still doing said whatever exciting thing I wanted to talk about. I am excited about tonight's episode though, because it kind of links into our Victor Hunt's episode. If you have listened to that. Um, yeah, please go back and listen. It's, it's I a think good one. I like it a lot. Episodes, Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great episode. Um, it was a really fun time and go back through our Instagram and you can see us using you call them dousing rods. I call them divining rods. I don't know if there's. They're interchangeable. Okay. Okay. As I have learned. Because oh. we're actually talking about the we'll history about- and the use of all these tools that people we- use to uh, talk to ghosts and talk find to the ghosts and beyond. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, wow. Are we ready to start already? Like chop, chop, let's go. I feel, oh, do you have, I guess, witchy woos? Oh my gosh, Erica. I totally forgot about those. I remembered something. I pulled it out of my girl. I'm like, whoa, what? Which I don't think we did. I don't even remember because, well, I listened to our episodes. I actually do listen to our episodes like in the car. I'll listen to them sometimes. Otherwise, it's like my own voice is like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't know why I don't um, really feel you that line. The sound of your own voice. No, I mean I know it sounds different than what I hear, but yeah. like everybody, but um, it doesn't freak me out. So I don't know. It's why. just so weird to me that like yeah. the way that I hear myself is completely different. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. So. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of a strange thing. Um, what was I going to say? I start. I wanted when, uh, last weekend I was in Vicar, Vicar, you know, Vicar, 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 Victor, Victor for the steampunk, uh, soiree. And, uh, Tom went with me, which I was really surprised that he wanted to go and thank you erica for watching oscar and taking care of anytime he's such a good poochini um so and i felt like he was in good hands like i didn't even care like i wasn't even worried at all like at all um but uh i was surprised that he wanted to go and so on our way up uh down and up i guess i wanted him to listen to our victor haunts Episode. just a creep creep for Tom out to I be know. like bitch get ready yeah yeah and uh plus I think it's a really good episode and so um but uh it wouldn't it wouldn't load so I thought that was really funny so he never got to hear it but he had a lot of fun um which we'll get into a little later with this story so you you stayed at the Victor Hotel again Yes. For this soiree, right? Yeah. Where what what room were you in? 308. I was still on the third floor because I was really worried I was gonna be on the fourth floor and be by myself and then I wouldn't sleep, but um did not have any uh in in our room did not have any activity. So I'm excited to hear all about your other but other places things. 
Yeah. Cause I got to see some pictures via text message. Yeah. It's going to be a good story y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So. Should we start? Do you have anything? Yeah. Oh, witchy woo. I mean, uh, I guess that's yeah. a witchy woo. Like it was fun to go back to Vic- Victor. Why do I, what, what is wrong with me? I can't. Vicar. Vicar. It's all of a sudden Vicar. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's kind of my witchy woo. I guess that it was a fun time last weekend. Woohoo. And you? Um, I'm excited because <laughs> I put out my nine and a half foot sandworm again. Oh, yeah. It's spooky season. So he's out. And then is it, I got, is it out of your window? Uh, uh, yeah, I can kind of see him out on my window. He's lit up. So I'm going to get a fog machine this year, I think. Oh, nice. And then I spent way too much money at Spirit Halloween. Hashtag um, sponsor us. And hey. I got a wooden sign that's like the um, Beetlejuice's uh, ad in the paper where it's like, oh, yeah, having trouble with the living like <laughs> exorcism ad. So that's out there. And I got a fun green light. And then I need to exchange it, but I have the flashing like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice sign. Oh, where yeah. It like points to like dig here, basically. Yeah. Um, I need to exchange it because the lights aren't working, but, uh, hopefully spirit Halloween has some to exchange with, but I'm very excited about like my Beetlejuice theme and maybe you guys can all help me that I'm having this conundrum. So I got this mannequin from my old job and I'm going to spray paint him black and stuff like that. And originally I was going to cut off his head and like, (laughs) I have this like talking one does. I had this talking pumpkin that I was going to like make him into the headless horseman. Yeah. And, but now I'm like, but he doesn't fit with the theme of Beetlejuice. So do I then Mm. make him the guy with the shrunken head? That's like just chilling in like the little office at the end. But I'm like, I feel committed because hold on. I have him right. (laughs) have the talking pumpkin oh that's pretty good get ready get ready be afraid be very afraid (laughs) (laughs) and i'm very excited because he's motion activated right so So that could just be its own separate thing yeah so maybe you guys should help vote Maybe I'll put up a, a a post and you guys can vote on yeah. whether I should commit to the Beetlejuice theme like 110% or this guy is pretty cool. I like him. Is it is it so everything you have is Beetlejuice? Most. Yes. And Dan and I are going to be Adam and Barbara. Oh, okay. Then so. I think so. And then I think the shrunken head would be good. I mean, if you carve like a little pumpkin now and set it out in the sun, it'll be desiccated by Halloween. So I don't mind like also actual... buying a fake shrunken head to make it look like. Well, the... yeah. And I just got to buy, I just got to find it. I've already bought his, th- the mannequin's thrift store outfit. So I just got to, <laughs> maybe I can find a talking shrunken head because that'd be fun. Yeah. Cause I like that this guy's motion activated. Well, no, I still think you have the pumpkin just sitting out like if oh, kids gotcha. coming 
around for Halloween or just whatever, like still just have that out, but um, then have the mannequin as the shrunken head guy. That'd be a good one. Yeah. yeah maybe I'd do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. But yeah, that's my witchy woo is that my nine and a half foot mm. sandworm with his spinning tongue is, I love is out. And like the out two kids Pulsen. across the street uh, get super excited when they see it. So yeah, it's like, hell yeah. <laughs> we don't, I mean, we still decorate, but no kids ever come. Like we've gotten maybe two kids. <laughs> I told, uh, you, I, think good, I told you this day. last year you and tom should just come and like sit with us and pass out candy yeah. yeah i mean we'll maybe that's why they don't come up because we're like hey we've got candy come up here <laughs> but i mean like I everything's there's no little van for you to jump into yeah right but also like our cars are all in front so it doesn't even though it's everything's lit up and it's halloweeny it just kids just don't i don't know nobody comes yeah. by Anymore. It was funny. Your neighbor kids were like, I was going in to feed Ellie and hang out with them real quick. And they're like, hi, like, how are you doing? I was just like, hi, I don't, I don't know any of you, but Ooh, neighbor kids. Yeah. I don't know. There I was any neighbor kids. There was like somebody that was like, um, maybe she was like the, can your butt? I know. Sorry. like The please. cat was like, <laughs> I'm going to sit right here in your face. Uh, she was like, upstairs like when you're facing the door to the left in the upstairs window oh facing to the oh. like facing the door she was like up and to the left don't tell me that that place is vacant or something that place is vacant Shut <laughs> up. somebody just moved in like they're moving in right now oh there's nobody there but to the right there is people oh there was totally a girl to the left like the upper window to the left huh maybe she was like I, hi i was like hey confused because i told my neighbors um that you were coming and uh the ones to the right yeah they're to the right there's nobody to the left that's weird <laughs> well that's creepy now <laughs> okay and that would be weird for her to like yell out hi like when you're facing, like you're talking about, like when you're outside facing your door. Yeah, yeah, it was to the upper left. What? I'm positive. Okay. <laughs> huh. That's interesting. Okay. All right. Well, we've got, we're now changing this episode to the listener tales. <laughs> I know. All right. Should we just get started? And all right. All so right, what you got? I'm gonna get started. Uh, I'm doing EMFs, which uh, I bought one for when Erica and I went to Victor, got it right. Um, and uh, I got a cheap one. I mean, it was like, I don't even remember, 20 bucks maybe. And they run the gamut of cheap to hundreds of dollars. So just for people who don't know what they are for, uh, EMF stands for electric and magnetic fields, basically radiation, and it's used to diagnose problems with electrical wiring and power lines, originally things like that. Um, and you know, when you go and get x-rays and you get that heavy weighted 
chest plate like lead blanket thing yeah the blanket put on you um and the nurse or like a dental assistant or something leaves the room because they're blasting you with all that radiation and they're not protected so they leave uh those are like basically what the emf readers do but also you probably you may or may not be aware of like daily culprits in your house. So we all know microwaves. You don't want to stand. I was like you, what you and I learned about in that Victor hotel. Yeah. Like we're like putting it up to like this fancy mirror and then the microwave. We're like, oh, should we be worried about this? Yeah, because it was going off. Um, and so, so things like laptops, microwaves, televisions are, you know, probably pretty common culprits, which is why you don't want to stand next to the microwave when you're um, microwaving your food, but also like hair dryers and electric blankets and your cell phone and your eye Not electric blankets. Yeah. No, I was just looking at one at Target Boutique and I was just like, this would be really great. Wouldn't it? But yeah, so that has it. However, wow. though, there are safe levels. So the FCC uh, limits... 1.6 watts per kilogram. I did not go on a deep dive on doing any mathematical equations. Uh, feel free if you want to nerd out on that. I did not want to do that. Um, but a lot of people uh, can have sensitivities to it. Or if you are exposed to larger levels of Radiation over time, you can experience dizziness, memory loss, sleep disturbances, headaches, loss of concentration, you know, basically like everyday things that you normally go through. <laughs> I was like on early onset <laughs> dementia, dementia when yeah. I, I can't it, find my own car. Exactly. But you know, when you think about it, like especially now we're on laptops right now, we have our cell phones in our pockets or they're right near us all the time. Like maybe there is some truth to that. There's microwaves, there's TVs, you know, we are really exposed to a lot of really Oscar. He my, just... my talking pumpkin head probably is. A... <laughs> he could be Oscar. No. Just Oscar just snorted really loud, like a pig. He's in the middle of the room, like staring at me and he just went, <laughs> it's <laughs> really oh, funny i just i had to stop um anyway so uh yeah so things like that which is just really kind of terrifying when you think We're about all it. gonna die <laughs> pretty much so like the big power lines like you know i've been searching for a house and uh, since I can't afford anything in Colorado, like they have me either in really shitty fixer uppers or like right next to the major power lines. And I'm like, I can hear them buzzing. I am yeah. not, there should be no houses next to like built right under this thing. Uh, anyway, so because of these fields that are emitted electronically uh, through the EMF, this is where Ooh. ghost hunting comes in. So uh, because the theory lies that the combination of electric fields pro produced by a charged object uh, creates this movement right in the air that we can't see. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, what ghost hunters would call that they're, this is their most valuable tool because for one, it gives evidence even though this is kind of a pseudo science right ghost hunting would be and so this is something that ghost hunters 
feel is tangible evidence, Hmm. which makes sense. I could see that. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you know that you're not around anything like an abandoned building or something like that, like why would there be weird like readings of like an electrical charge in the air or something like that, like, or whatever it is, you know, like, yes. So, so I kind of get into that a little bit too. Um, so because why they use it in ghost hunting is, uh, you know, and, and we've said this before too, like that residual energy after you die, uh, is still giving off these electromagnetic fields and that that's what ghost hunters are picking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in, in order for that to happen, it has to go out of those safe levels and into DEFCON 5. Paranormal <laughs> levels. Paranormal levels, which are also like the microwave levels and things like that, like what we discovered when we get near them. And they shouldn't go off, but we all know that they do. So... Uh, So anything that's over five and in that red zone is where you're picking up some sort of strong activity. I have a question for you. Okay. What? Have you used it in your closet? No, (laughs) I think Tom started to, and I was like, don't you fucking dare. I don't know. I don't want to use it in my house, but he's now obsessed with it because we (laughs) used it all weekend last weekend. Um, and so now it's just out on the table. He's like, where's that EMF reader? Let me go check something. So, which is oh my really God, Tom. But uh, to go back to your question, which now I'm forgetting what it was. Um, oh, when you're in an abandoned building and you're, um, you're picking up a charge. Mm-hmm. So one naysayer says it's because as we go back to what I said earlier, cell phones can emit mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And what happens is like, it's, it's this passing active energy charge. It's not just like, uh, what word was it? Like, not like kind of not like consistent. Yeah. So, so it could like boost a charge at that moment in time, which is why maybe sometimes, you know, you're standing there with it and you haven't moved and you know, you're there for like three minutes or something. And then all of a sudden it goes off and then it go and then it goes back to normal again. Mm -hmm. He is debunking the EMF myth that that could have been a ghost, that it could have just simply been your iPhone or not just an iPhone. Sorry, I don't mean to plug iPhones, but, um, you know, just your cell phone or whatever watch you have, things like that, or there could still be some electrical something in the walls. And I guess too, like if you're like a lot of these shows are recording stuff, so oh, all of their, you know, that emits probably stuff too. Absolutely does. And so when he said that, I was like, I was kind of bummed because it really makes a lot of sense and goes to what I picked up uh, in Victor at the Elks Lodge. So there's a few things that, and I took video of it. Um, because that EMF reader went to like 2000, like I thought it was going to explode in my hand. It was beeping, like it had a bomb in it and, or that could have been the whiskey talking. I don't remember if there actually was beeping. There was, there was some whiskey involved. Um, and, uh, 
it was, it was wild. So we're in the Elks Lodge, which is like kind of spooky to begin with. I mm-hmm. mean, that place hadn't seen the action that it saw last weekend. Whoever, whatever ghosts may be there were definitely probably offended <laughs> <laughs> by everything that happened in there. Um, I mean, you know, was it just you and Tom in there? Oh no, it was like the, basically the town shut down and was like open to everything. So there was metal music playing loudly outside. It was really, it was wild, like wild. It was a wild time. Everybody's drinking outside. There was a liquor license. I mean, it was just, it was like you were a wild um, west. It was the wild west. It absolutely was. Like there was just no cops, no problem. <laughs> Did you get to see some of the Victor locals again? Like that guy that was like doing you know, karaoke. At the- <laughs> you know, uh, they were surprisingly quiet. Uh, mm. For one, the bar was open Friday night, but. Saturday, it was Saturday and Sunday. It was closed because everybody quit, apparently. Oh. Um, and like the owner's family member was having a baby or something. I don't know. It was just kind of, it's like, don't you want money? Like, this is the time where you're going to, especially coming to uh, winter where you're there up at 10,000 feet, I would think that they would want. That'd Money. be a good time to go also sleep there. I feel like it could be like a oh, weird like an version abandoned. of, oh. um, could be like a weird version of the shining. I feel like, oh, not even like a just weird like version, like quiet. legit. So I'll say this too, before we went into the Elks Lodge, you know, Tom's kind of, he's starting to get into the spooky ghosty stuff, but he isn't really into it. Like we are, mm-hmm. um, he walks out we're walking and it's it's nighttime friday night when we first got there uh before the elks lodge and we're just walking around at night and we have the do we have the emf reader with us i don't think we do at that point but we're just walking around and he says i can feel the heaviness in the air of people and that this seemed like it was really a vibrant town back in the day and that nothing felt um evil or anything it just, like bad yeah no yeah it was nothing was like victor that. does have like a good like a has very a like high, it just has like a high energy it does like, it does but it was funny because he felt he's like i feel like i'm kind of in like a little bit of mud like i can't um fully feel my steps like my my walking is a little like muddy um but not in a like bad heavy way and then then this black cat that I was calling Binks popped out of nowhere which scared the shit out of him because at that point we went back and did get the EMF reader um but this cat showed us around town oh (laughs) my god no joke (laughs) I love this so much no joke was like hey y'all come this way and then was like walk like walking around hung out with us for I don't know an hour probably so that was the same night that um Oscar he's like me being um I can't even hear him (laughs) there he the that the light came out of that abandoned building that I posted Mm -hmm. on Instagram 
So and th- there was like this like weird section of woods in the middle of town. And I was like, I'm going to go in there like joking around. And then all of a sudden I see like this weird squiggly light. But when you look at it again in slow motion, it looks like it's coming out of the building. So it could either have been that or was it some weird light hitting off of my phone? I don't know. Um, but so the Elks Lodge, we have our EMF reader. And we're, we have the run of the whole place. Like it was That's like a crazy, like That's a walk-in awesome, or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, it was wild. So, um, we're up all over the place, like digging around and shit crazy. Um, I go to this dark closet and there's like old clothing. I don't know. I don't know. It was like weird clothing in there. Ugh. And from, uh, from the ground to the top of the ceiling, which was like, I don't know. It was, it was really high 20 feet. Maybe were these little like shoe box numbered. I I mean, is that like, would you, who the hell would have a box like number two Oh six at the top to put your, you know, like your stuff in, like if you were an employee or I, I don't know what it was for. It was really wild, but, um, I went up to that and it went off and it went off in this one corner. The EMF reader was yeah. like, beep, beep, yeah, beep, like beep, why beep. is that a shoe, a shoe box and other well, stuff? Like it was, it was like, it's this closet. And unfortunately I didn't have, I didn't think to bring, um, my headlamp or anything. So it could be like, you know, the green <laughs> light or anything. So when I took the video, it's dark in mm-hmm. there so you can't really see what I'm talking about, but it was like these, not shoe box. What am I thinking of? Like, um, yeah, like little, you know, like boxes, like kids have where that you put your shit, you know, like your school stuff, but it went from like floor to ceiling, which was like 20 feet at weird. Least. Yeah. It was really weird. And like clothing in there, um, hanging. And so in this one corner to my right, it beeped. And then it, it stopped. And so we, we go into the lodge area, like where they would hold their meetings where it says like Liberty justice, blah, blah, blah. And like in the very front, it had like where the main people seat seat sit. we've only had a little bit of wine, um, three chairs in the back. And then the main chair right in front and it just, it went off. Like the meter just went nuts over there. So I walked away from it and I went over to the other chairs that were in like the cardinal directions and they didn't do anything. Um, Hmm. until I let it sit there, I left it on the, the chair and then it started beeping. But when I took a step back, I looked at it and where the main, I know this is taking too long. No, you're fine. Where the, the main area was, is like this lit up panel with everybody's names on it. Who's probably ever been like an Elks Lodge member. I remember going to Elks Lodge as a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Like my grandma, like, and grandpa were part of one in Tucson. Nice. It held really good Easter egg hunts, man. They were competitive as fuck. <laughs> Grandma's elbowing little children. Like, I'm getting that prize, bitches. Yeah. I'm getting that candy. Anyways, so when I took a step back and was just kind of like 
looking at the whole situation, there was a lot of lights on that back wall. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like that's why the EMF reader Mm, went off mm -hmm. over there because of all of that radiation. Um, It never went off like in the middle of the floor and it's like a huge ballroom basically. Yeah. Um, I refused to go up the set of stairs that Tom and some random guy that just joined us uh, went up. They were so small and you know, Tom is pretty thin athletic build. He had to basically be sideways to go up these steps. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, uh, nope. And there was some creepy closet that they said that they didn't even want to go into. I was like, I'll toss the EMF reader up to you. (laughs) It was like up in this balcony overlooking all of that ballroom area. Um, but I refused to go in there, but so, yeah, so it was weird. So I think, I think scientifically I could deduce the radiation coming off of where the lights are. Yeah. There was a little bit where the single chairs were at, but like for the most part, they didn't go off except for like once randomly. And so that that's questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the section in with the closet. So I went back and I recorded this too. I went back um to that closet and it did not go off. Huh? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well that's kind of questionable too. Like I can't reason with that. The lights weren't on. I I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So spooky though. It was spooky. Yeah. So like if I was trying to look at it from a scientific way, I could definitely see like all of that, all the lights on the main um, section. Yeah. I could see that going out because it was just, it was wild. Like it, it was at like 500 and then it went to like 2000 or something crazy like that. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, and it kept, and it would fluctuate like 200 and then it would go 800 and then it would go back down. And so I, I don't know. Um, yeah, you would think too, if you're dealing with like, like a consistent thing that's giving off radiation that it would be consistently consistent like two two thousand or something right and like it wasn't oh, it was- i'm gonna go up and then i'm gonna come down and then i'm gonna go up again like so weird twice in that area in the basically the middle seat so there were the three seats in the back of the main seat um one of them sounded like you know it was like an old leather type chair it sounded like somebody sat down in it yeah oh, no. I just got chills <laughs> so I while we too. were while we were doing you know uh-huh. like beep, 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 I you know I had my hand over there and I'm like do I have my hand in in a ghost <laughs> you know like right now um and we, am I just fisting a ghost yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly so we all the three of us heard what sounded like you know you sit down on a kind of like an old crunchy mm-hmm. leather chair that yeah that's exactly what we heard and we were all like did you hear that did you hear that oh my god I'd be like I'm leaving now I know I know so we did go through the Victor Hotel and there was one section of stairs and we went on the fourth floor there was one section of stairs on the fourth floor I didn't like uh it was dark too but they were wider like 
it just seemed, I don't know. It just seemed ominous. Sometimes you got to trust your gut feeling. Right. So then we went to the other stairwell and it was fine. Like it was equally as dark and creepy, but for some reason it was like hard nope on that side, but the other side I felt better. But other than that, like we didn't really, (laughs) Tom, Tom, um, put it we were in our room and it wasn't going off and then all of a sudden he like put it like right on me and it went Mm -hmm. off like on my back shoulders where I always feel like something is and so it was like no (laughs) it just comes with me wherever I go no but then it just yeah I think it was probably my phone you know like I could still icky it was still icky otherwise it was a pretty um you know like ghost free I feel event outside of just being able to feel the energy there and then the questionable um emf readings that yeah we got so dude that's crazy yeah time yeah. to go back again yeah for sure yeah on a very cold and dark and stormy night yeah Do you have anything else on EMFs or should no. I go to yeah, go for it. What you and I used otherwise yeah. trying to talk to Eddie slash not dead Eddie. Not dead Eddie. Not dead. That's now I want to be an nickname. asshole. Like anytime anybody brings it up, I want to be like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> like be it the really total chaps dick. my huh? it really chaps my ass. Um, yeah, so I looked into dousing or divining rods, uh, that Tally and I used, um, to again, try and communicate with spirits in our room and they can be made of like metal. Um, but there, I've also seen that there's like back in the day, they also used to do like a stick that it kind of looks like a wishbone. I was just going to say, can (laughs) you use sticks for them as well? You can. And like a lot of them like have like people have used like where it looks like a wishbone almost like it's connected. It's like a Y shaped, you know, stick like you have. And like, it goes like kind of like up or down, but like, I don't know that I'm I'm more questionable about those ones because at least the the rods like are so thin and stuff like that. Like when you're holding them, they have like more mobility, I guess. But, um, so they, they've been employed in the past to locate groundwater, um, buried metals or ores, gemstones. People use them to find oil apparently. Um, and also like areas of radiation, I guess. See, now that also makes sense to me, but like water and oil, like what, maybe we'll get into it. Now I'm pulling an Eric. I mean, it doesn't like, they didn't really, (laughs) they didn't explain the science of like how it really reacts with the water. Well, I guess, all right, I'll, I'll go into it a little bit, but, um, but also I guess grave sites, they have used these, um, but yeah, I don't, we'll see. But I also thoroughly enjoy, enjoyed that they call it doodle bugging. What? Is that a name for it? So I guess that is particularly in the United States um, in search for petroleum or treasure, as they say. So you want to go doodle bugging? 
just, where do they say that in like South Carolina? That I sounds like a, where I guess petroleum is maybe Texas. Who knows? Oh, so well, I am from Texas. I've never heard that, but it was not in like deep south part of Texas. So deep south parts of Texas. <laughs> um, but they it has been derived back. They say ancient times, but like. I know at least there was some history around like the 1550s where the Catholic church was just like, um, we're going to ban these because you're communicating with demons and spirits and Satan. So, so, you know, like Catholic church doing what it does most of the time and saying like, this looks like it's fun. You're not allowed to do do them anymore. You can't have fun. So, um, but kind of like what you so basically what you're doing is like you have like these metal rods or the stick but we're going to stick with the metal rods since that's what you and I used yeah and yeah. they're like kind of long on one end and you're holding like the shorter they're they're an L shape basically mm-hmm. and the longer end is like protruding out as you hold these like short ends and the way that Tally and I and other people who have um use it to communicate with spirits is that you can use them to walk around a room. And when they cross, like you're kind of in like this, like, I guess like electromagnetic field where it's like reacting to something. Um, I did read on a different website that like when you ask such as when you and I were using them to ask yes or no questions that like it going to the left or the right means like a yes or a no, like, Versus them, you and I were saying like, when they cross, that's a yes. When they swing wide apart, that's a no. Oh. And then when they're neutral, they're neutral. But I think it's to each their own. But didn't we? Because um, I've read that elsewhere too. Like, yeah, I've always thought it was. Yeah, right. Versus, but didn't we kind of like establish that? And then that's what it went with. I, yes, we did. Cause we're like, can you set them back to neutral? Right. And it like made them point straight forward. I mean, that's why you and I were both did. like shitting our pants. It doesn't feel like bunk, <laughs> but like yeah. for the bunk side of things, um, a lot of people have done, there's been like several studies throughout like the eighties and the nineties and up to current times, like through the past several decades of, basically doing like blind testing. So some people, you know, would try to find water and like, it was kind of like 50, 50, like statistically speaking, they found that like people it's based on by like pure chance, like, Oh, that like you have just as much of a chance of finding water or not finding water via these dousing rods, like statistically speaking. So um, huh. yeah. So it doesn't like make it, you, you have an equal chance regardless of finding is what they found, hmm. um, within the studies, but they have said that it's idiomotor phenomenon, which is basically psychologically you're unconsciously like making these micro movements. Um, and you're like basically having like muscle reflexes mm-hmm. when, um, you're of like a hypothesis and like the answer to that, like, oh, there's a ghost here. Like, are there ghosts here? And of course, like, you know, whatever the outcome is, like you're unconsciously biasing it. So interesting. Um, 
Because I feel like I wasn't when you handed me the rods when we were, because I was just like holding them kind of scared and not knowing what to expect since I'd never held one before. And, but you're right. Like if we established anything prior, like could my hands have made the decision? I don't know. Yeah. And like, so sometimes it's like, you know, like these are unconscious, like, like we're not really thinking about them forwardly, like, and so we're making those decisions. Um, and let's see, but I did find on kind of this mediums website where they were talking about utilizing dousing rods that it's an institutional science, a combination of mental, emotional, and intuitive faculties that are focused and can be learned. And true dousing is an extension of one's natural feeling and intuitive perceptions with the aid of one's super conscious mind and a suitable device that you can find anything. So like, kind of like utilizing our energy, like if you're like open and like able to receive, you know, contact, I guess, with the other side that these are just like the instruments that you're using it. So that makes sense to me because your own, you know, well, but that, because I think I was, um, but I was getting scared because we were actually using it. Like, I think I even said this to you, like, is this, is the ghost like channeling through me and that's why it's moving or is it in front of me moving it? Yes or no. You know, like, that was the part that I was trying to understand why, um, why it was able to move. Like, because Mm -hmm. that didn't make that part didn't make sense to me. It would either have to be in me through me Mm -hmm. or in front of me (laughs) moving them. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I could, I mean, I could see that being, um, I mean, honestly, scientifically, it makes more sense that it's like, we willed it to happen. Mm-hmm. But. And I mean, like, regardless, there is energy being spent somewhere. So, you know, it's, yeah. it, it, it is at least receptive of energy, whether it's something from the other side or, you know, within us. So, but that kind of leads a little bit into like Ouija boards, like the planchette, right? That like, we are having these like, unconscious like muscle movements um and the like idiomotor yeah response. so right like uh one thing that i looked up with ouija boards was an, a really great example of it is when you're stressed out or you're mad you don't even know that you're clenching your jaw or mm-hmm. like you're tightening a fist or you're like shoulders are up in your ears and you're just it's you're completely unaware of all of those things that are happening. And so until we go to yoga and then we're like, Oh fuck, my body is broken. Whoa. (laughs) Didn't know that. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Like everybody's has their finger on the planchette and like, I'm not moving it. I'm not moving it. You're not moving it. And, but we're all collectively moving it somehow. I I don't know though. I don't know. I can't fuck around with a Ouija board. I won't. Ouija boards freak me out. Yeah. That's like the, 
that's the one thing I did that. I mean, we've kind of briefly talked about it, but it was like, <laughs> I don't know if I would, I would definitely not do it in my house. And I think that I would need to be cleansed, have like a salt ring around. I don't know. I don't know. I've, have you ever seen ever the movie Ouija or Ouija? Oh, where um, she looks through the glass of the planchette and you see the other side, like you see the, no. the ghost side. You know what I think I'm confusing that with? I think there was a movie in the 80s, maybe 90s, early 90s. Um, was it called Warlock or something like that? It had a lot to do with, come on, Scream Queen. What movies are you watching on Saturday? You've been watching horror movie movies every Saturday for like, like years. Two years. Uh, um, well, to answer your question, we watched Hellraiser. I watched Hellraiser for the first time. Oh, good. And then uh, we watched Uma, Uma, oh, okay. which is the Korean word for mom. Oh. So that um, was a pretty good one with Sandra Ohm. So. Oh, nice. Uh, God, now I want to there. I want to say it was like, there were like two movies, but it's basically a gal that, um, plays with the Ouija board by herself and, you know, summons diamonds. So it wasn't paranormal activity where the, no, oh no, this was board like lights on fire. No, 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 no. This is way, this is before you're probably born. (laughs) It was like late eighties, early nineties, probably. Oh, Hey, I was born by then. I don't know. <laughs> uh yeah now I want to look at it I want to say it was called like warlock and like one of the movies was called warlock but I I feel like there were two where she plays with it and she can't stop and she plays uh by herself oh, and man. I'm gonna have to find this one now yeah it's good I mean it was I mean it's cheesy 80s but at the time it was like cheesy 80s can be a lot of fun like really Hellraiser good. with the guy like reanimating himself out of oh the my god Hellraiser is a classic it's a classic classic um I can go into Ouija boards if we want yeah I do like the history of Ouija boards so yeah I didn't I mean there's so much on it and I we are not experts so don't come at us uh I just did a quick and dirty really really um <laughs> basic knowledge of it uh basically it came it was born off the coattails of like the spiritual movement um the fox sisters uh, who claimed to be mediums in the 1840s were able to interpret knocks from the other side and it's not like from what i gathered um you know the civil war had just ended and so many people had lost their brothers and husbands that they were trying to communicate with them and that's uh why speaking to the dead became so popular, which totally makes sense. Now it makes complete sense. Lots of tragedy. Right. Yeah. And you're wanting, you know, you wanting your loved ones back. Um, So fast forward about 40 years or so later, uh, this slimy businessman was looking for his next big way to make money named Charles Kennard. Anybody who has a last name like Kennard, just <laughs> sounds like it up to no good it does um so he enlisted his friend and coffin maker now i don't know how to say this name i don't like the last name maybe you know how to say it but it looks like it's german and it looks like reich to me and that's the last thing i want to say is like 
his name like is R E R E I C H E. Yeah. Right. Reich. Reich. The Reich. Reich. So I don't want to say that. So I've decided to call him Richie. <laughs> I've changed his name. I to like Richie. it. Yeah. I like it. So, uh, they had read in the newspaper that there were these, uh, talking boards that have already been invented, uh, but they wanted to make it a little cooler and a little better. And since Richie was a coffin maker and an undertaker that he could make the boards. Oh, great. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's Which like, I thought, you know what? Let's make them out of coffins. Right. It's I know. Fun. I was like, well, that's a spooky element that I wasn't expecting. I just thought they were like, you know, taking someone else's idea and running with it. Um, so they were trying to get investors involved. Nobody was buying it. And then comes Elijah Bond, a local attorney who also claimed that his sister-in-law was a strong medium and he took an interest to it. And soon enough, the Canard Novelty Company uh, came out a day before Halloween. And that was what, in like 1880, I don't know, nine or something like that. And so then the canard to be kitschy. The The kitschy canard. If it's a canard, it's kitschy. (laughs) Uh, So, they were able to make the the famous looking Ouija boards that we all know and love still today. Like it's still basically the same thing that it hasn't changed. Which is nuts to me that it hasn't changed. It has not changed, which kind of is spooky in and of itself. Um, but so Bond's sister-in-law, who is this medium, was Helen Peters, who you'll discuss a little bit about, uh, who was able to convince the U.S. Patent Office to make a patent out of these talking boards. Uh, So the federal government was on board with her medium ship ways, and um, the Ouija board was born. And I believe she was also the one to come up with that name. She said that the word meant good luck. There were other variations of the etymology of the word that it's yes in French and German. Um, I don't know. Which like then it like I saw that and it's funny because like then if it's like like I get it like for French we and then oh I guess like they French and J-A as in German like yeah 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 we we yeah we yeah i mean that maybe that's how it was supposed (laughs) to be but there was also she was also wearing a locket that had that word on it and it could have also been misconstrued that there was this uh, i don't remember now like a famous singer or somebody famous Mm -hmm. and um that had a similar name and that she just read it wrong or like read it upside down in her locket and um was like oh that's how it comes because you know like best named inventions kind of come out of accidents sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't ask them or maybe we can, we can summon them up on their very own. Oh, board. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. And like, basically what you were saying, um, you could will it to happen. There was a hoax of during the spiritualism time that, uh, children, would sit under the board and have a magnet attached to the planchette. 
and that they would move the board. Like the I, I feel like isn't yes it the, no. like the Fox sisters like did that too? Or, yeah, like I they, I think so because they they apparently were scammers. They were yeah. So um, I don't know. All of this ended up just being a real big bummer because one thing that I did learn is that if you believe in it, then it's going to happen. If you believe mm-hmm. a ghost is doing it, then a ghost is doing it. If you don't believe a ghost is doing it, then it's not, then it isn't right. So, I mean, that's really just comes down to your belief systems. I, I don't know the dousing rods and the EMF reader I, I'll use and kind of like laugh about it and be a little creeped out, but I don't know. It would have to be like a lot of convincing to get me to touch a fucking Ouija board again, because I I don't know how the things that I witnessed weren't true. I don't know how any of that could have been a hoax. And it wasn't even me wanting to believe it. Like I was just, you know, a teenager sitting in a room and have you talked about your Ouija um, experience on the pod. I don't know. I mean, there was one, I mean, I, I remember her name. I, I might have, she even, I was like obsessed with this, this gal. I met her like once or twice and she was older and she was super gothy. And I think I was like 17 at the time. And she was probably 19, but seemed like an adult. Right. And she was in college and she was like super gothy um, and came over one day and we were all playing with the Ouija board. I don't remember that I was playing. I think she was just doing it herself. She wasn't even, she was, she had the board on her. I don't remember if it was the table or her lap. I don't, I'm trying to remember. This was a long time ago, guys. Um, But her hands hovered over the planchette. They weren't on the planchette at all. And she was the only one touching it and it would shoot across the room. I don't know how you fake that. Yeah. And we were like, we were at a friend's house. She, you know, like, so I don't know how that was faked. Um, But then she drew me like this picture of a vampire kind of like vampire Lestat which I do want to see the thing that comes out today um the show uh and I like I was so thankful of it but it was so creepy to me and I know I still probably have it somewhere around here but I didn't even want to hang it up any like I wanted to put it away and I loved yeah. that shit like I still love that shit but like it, it just came she just came with this air of heavy like like evil like she was trying to get to the evil side of things that's scary yeah like, she was scary into my house yeah she was she was scary like I'm kind of getting chills but I don't know how she would have faked that and then you know there were instances with a friend of mine that lived um growing up we lived next door to each other and spend the night at each other's houses and we would just make our own like have a shot glass and a piece of paper and write it down and we would use that and I mean we I we would both say we're not touching it I don't you know that whole unconscious thing maybe have come would come into play but it was like weird things were happening in her house 
while we were playing it. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Like that was, and that made me like, I haven't played it since I was a teenager. That was the last time I played it because of the weird shit that was happening. Like really weird, not okay stuff. Which is probably yeah. what's been following me around for the last thirty you op- years. <laughs> you opened up the portal. Uh, I know. Well, and see, I could see that. Like they were saying, you know, if you believe that the Ouija boards open up a portal, then they do for you. I and do I, believe. I that. do. That's think why that. I was like, I have played with one, but like, I mean, luckily I've never had anything weird. But I won't do them anymore because I was just like, maybe that was like, you know, it's just like fucking around too much, and I escaped just barely you know and so i'm just like i won't fuck around with it anymore you don't want to fuck around and find out no (laughs) we did and uh, we did not for that now yeah i know and that's the thing like i wonder would i ever do it um again it's pretty much a hard nope for me but like i said the dousing rods divining rods in the emf yeah i could do that 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 to me doesn't seem safer like you're just inquiring at the moment versus like I feel like you're in more like control you, with like the, the board is attached to like some, yeah. something to me and like if that's in your house then it's just like this like constant like welcome mat and I don't right. like it so versus like the dousing runs like they're not gonna move on their own I don't know like I don't it, yeah. it's irrational but I don't I yeah but like I think because it feels like we're in control yeah, we could. I mean, I guess you could walk away from the Ouija board too, but it doesn't feel like it. Feel really feels like it was like a welcome that mat. Is, that's it just does like hanging out. You're, you're in bringing your closet. In. right, right. So right. Yeah. Okay, so we'll never do that. We'll never. <laughs> I, yeah, if, at least you and I can agree on that too. Yeah. <laughs> like, just be like, no, I won't even ask you. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's really you would have to do some major convincing, but even then, I just don't think I would feel comfortable with that no good well settled then ouija boards bad dousing rods and emfs good Good. (laughs) well and i like that bond has his uh gravestone as like a ouija board oh yeah yeah like like, are you like forever like open to people summoning you via ouija board yeah i know i wonder well and you did have a few things to add about um helen peters yeah. And then I guess, I, I mean, I just found out that Bond also, once he moved to West Virginia, cause, um, his, uh, gravestone is in Baltimore, I guess, but yeah. Um, he, he had moved to West Virginia and, uh, produced a knockoff mm. Ouija board called Nirvana, but obviously that never went anywhere. <laughs> Um, I was trying to see, like, I was curious to see like what he had died from, but I dysentery. Is that what (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I was like, how'd you know? (laughs) Like, um, no, it doesn't. Everybody died. I mean, he, he died at a ripe old age of, Mm. of 74. So, okay. But, um, yeah. So I got my information about Helen Peters. She also, Helen Peters, knows, Nosworthy, Nosworthy. I don't know. Uh, she, Newsworthy. Nosworthy. Um, that she ended up like, there was like some family drama too. And she ended up like kind of denouncing that like the Ouija board was like 
told lies and stuff like that and denounced it for a while like for the rest of her days so was um, she denouncing her medium i don't know like it, it didn't say whether or not like she then was like and i can't talk to spirits she was just like it's tells lies don't believe it so it tells lies that's interesting um but she actually moved got married and then moved to denver so uh she died in 1940 and was buried in a family plot in denver's fairmount fairmont cemetery uh which the i guess like the the headstone like kind of fell out of into obscurity and like kind of you know just probably degraded and then all of a sudden it was an unmarked grave and so the uh, talking board historical society has put a new gravestone on for her and her family um which i thought was cool and i thought that was would be kind of fun to go see um totally and it still has like the it, the talking board historical society is like two hands with a planchette and stuff like that, but it has her whole family there on the pl- like a memorial status. Um, and then on the backside, it has a little bit about how she, you know, invented or came up kind of with the and the history of Ouija and basically an underappreciated woman who kind of made the whole. She made she made it legit, but probably didn't get any money from it. Exactly. And so, like, and I have heard that there was like also um because basically they found the talking board historical society found these letters essentially that talked about between Elijah Bond and uh Helen Peters at the time before she got married. Um talking about this. So that's how they know basically that a woman is basically the whole reason for the Ouija board um preposterous yeah not a man (laughs) but um that they're like I I don't know if it's confirmed or not but it was interesting that uh they talked about they couldn't get it patented at first and so when they like bond and whoever took it to like the bond the the patent office like they had to bring in helen yeah that's the, what i was saying yeah and like and like he's like the guy who you know distribute or like write signs off on the okay of like the patents is like well i don't know you and you don't know me like if you can guess my name then i'll i'll sign off on your patent and she was able to like spell out his name on the Ouija mm-hmm. board. So was his name was... Smith? Myth <laughs> lies. <laughs> lies. Uh, let me see if I can find it because I'm on the I'm trying to remember like where I on what website I basically found that. It's Robert Much uh that was the patent office chief patent office guy. So but yeah basically Helen Helen Peters, thanks for, and I'm sorry you didn't probably get the, got the no cash recognition, out. no recognition, no fat cash. So the, that that's kind of like a quick overview of 
some of the tools that, you know, people who try to talk to spirits, um, utilize and kind of the history on them. So yeah. If you used any of these, let us know. Yeah. What, what have you been your experiences? Email us at wormwood and witches at gmail.com. Tell us your stories, please. We want to hear them. We yeah. want to, we want to read your stories. Or I have told, uh, at least my friends, I'm like, if you have my number, you can just text me and be like, don't pick up your phone and just leave a voicemail on my, on my Ooh. phone. And so I'm not giving out my personal phone number, but if you, <laughs> if you know Tally or I personally, just tell us not to pick up the phone and we'll, you can leave your, your story on a, a voicemail. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. And then we could just play. Or you that. can record yourself on your phone and then send it into the Gmail. So, Ooh, there you go. Now we're getting all kinds of fancy. Yeah. Fancy. So, but yeah. Good job. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Oh, I did. <laughs> it, it was fun. Like it's, it's cool to see kind of like how things work and also be aware of like biases, you know? Oh, for sure. Cause yeah. I think you and I still have like, we're woo woo, but we still believe in science because we're scientists. So, yeah. you know, right, right. The hard purgatory that we live. <laughs> it's true. So, and Tally and I just kind of, well, I've kind of forced Tally to come on board with the, our 31 nights of Halloween where we oh. talk about ghost stories. So <laughs> stay tuned for those. It'll it was like every time. day. What? <laughs> 31 we'll nights. How many days we'll are see. in October? We'll see. We're going to try our best. Thanks for listening. And until then. Keep gazing into the unknown. We did it. Woo. Bye.